right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Vidi Tate, who is the co-founder of Phonogram. Vidi, welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, excited to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on as a, as a founder in the fellow audio podcasting space. I'm super yeah. excited to learn more about what you're working on. And with that, let's just kind of like dive right in. What awesome. is Phonogram? Yeah, uh, so Phonogram is, we're still in private beta. It's basically an app uh, where you can listen to uh, two to three minute uh, clips from different podcasts. Um, you can also create your own clips and, uh, and share it with other people. Uh, you can also find and discover new podcasts by listening to just the most interesting clips uh, off of the podcast. Um, yeah, that's 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 what it is. Okay, so it's a simple description, but I have a, a jillion questions as a podcaster. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, I mean, this is the, the market. There is no clear leader, even anything close to a leader in, right. in what you're building. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't even, there's only one, vi- in my in my opinion, I, I'm not going to put any of the options down, but I only know of one somewhat viable option. So let's dive into this product because it's such a need for podcasters. Yeah. So you're able, so it's ultimately people are able to take clips of podcasts, but then those clips become searchable. Is that, can you, yep. is it almost like a, it's almost like Google for uh-huh. A podcast could you describe it like that or could you go a little deeper um i think i think another way to look at it is kind of like uh what we're doing the same thing that itunes did for albums um so if you look at an if you look at how music uh kind of like transitioned as a medium uh before like a lot of people used to do performances and then uh that kind of evolved i think once we the disc like invented like recorded audio like the performances were uh converted to uh, records um, and albums, right? Where uh, it was, it used to be like an hour long, and people listened to the whole thing. Uh, and then eventually, what happened was a record was broken down into smaller uh, songs, uh, so people could listen to whatever song that they um, they like to listen to, and didn't have to listen to the whole thing. Um, so we're kind of doing the same thing for podcasts. Where uh, if you look at a podcast, it's like me and you, we're having this discussion. We're probably going to speak for 30 minutes or, or, or something, uh, but we're going to cover a bunch of different topics and some people might care about those topics and m- might not care about those topics. So we're kind of like, if, if each topic was segmented uh, and it was its own unit of content, then uh, it would be just like listening to a song. So let's, let's kind of think about it. Like, let's say I was using it for, for, yeah forward-thinking founders yeah so is it almost i guess if, if you were me if, if we were right. flipped or if you were yeah. a podcast host right um what would you say um or even once you're out of beta how what would you tell podcast hosts? here's the best way to use you know to use phonogram or is it more so is the user the fans of the podcast who make yeah. it like it's where's the i guess who's your user of, of the yeah app? yeah we're, we're definitely building for the fans of the podcasters more than the podcasters themselves. Um, how it helps podcasters is they get more distribution because they're basically taking their podcasts, splitting them into sections um, and like curating them uh, in, a, in like different ways. So like you could, uh, you could take like all your podcasts and like split them and then reorganize them into a playlist like around fundraising or around uh, product, right? Um, and people could basically get 
perspectives of uh, different people or all your guests um, around the topic. So that's, that's how you would use it or that's how your fans would use it. It's not, it's less of a tool uh, for podcasters, but more of a, uh, yeah, a, a tool for, for just listeners. Well, that, that makes sense. But as a podcaster, it still mm-hmm. sounds extremely useful because distribution totally. yeah. is, I mean, it's hard. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I've had some, some well-known guests on here, but also not well-known guests, but all guests that are, yeah. I would say most of them, if not all of them are like very high quality, but yeah. people don't know that this thing exists, you know, and, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not a big name. Um, so like distribution is such a, yeah, it's such a hot topic for podcasts. I mean, how do you actually think on a higher level? Mm-hmm. Cause you're kind of building in the podcasting space. Right. Um, what do you have? What do you have any tips or thoughts on how, let's say a newer podcaster can get mm-hmm. the word out about their podcast and not just have yeah. this piece of gold that no one finds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, if you look at from the listener point of view, right. Uh, the biggest issue for me as a listener of podcasts, I mean, I've, I've been listening to like well, podcasts for like four years now uh, is I have to commit like at least 15 minutes before knowing if, if it's worth listening or not. Um, so it's just like, it's, there's just like so much activation energy involved. I think if, as a podcaster, if you make it really, really easy by just showing me the most interesting, uh, clip from your podcast, I'm like, Oh wait, I actually do care about this problem. I want to listen to the rest of it. Um, and I think one of the, I think two people do this really well. I think, uh, Joe Rogan does this well. He has a YouTube channel called JRE clips, um, where he basically create clips of like his long, uh, long episodes. Um, and I actually can listen to more of his clips than his full episodes. Um, and I think the other person that does this really well is uh, how the people who run uh, How I Built This. Uh, so they usually have like a clip of the most interesting part uh, of their podcast in the beginning. Um, so you just listen to that, like, oh, and that becomes a hook. Uh, so I think, I think that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the ways you could potentially get more distribution. And uh, that's actually really interesting. I, 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 I'm, I am, I'm also a listener of podcasts. I'm a, I'm a big fan, but I feel like yeah. when I think of just the podcasting industry, my persona yeah. is a podcaster because mm-hmm. I just do yeah. it. I probably, I probably am a podcaster more than I'm a podcast listener. Right. And I, I think what you said is really interesting that one of the problems for you as a listener and probably other people mm-hmm. like knowing whether to commit to this 50 minute long, hour long, 30 minute long podcast right. episode. Mm-hmm. I actually want to camp around there for a second and not, not so much like pick your brain, but more so like ideate on just what like that. I mean, that is a huge issue. Sometimes I'm listening yeah. to a podcast. I'm like, like this kind of sucks. And then yeah. I, and then I leave, but I, I burn that time. And maybe that was my commute, right? Like what a right. wasted, what wasted resources. Like right. what, if, if you could, uh, think about if you had unlimited resources, what are some other ways you would tackle this problem or just how are you tackling this problem with the product that you're building, you know, today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest thing. I think the other thing I would look at would be uh, really organizing all these snippets on, on some kind of graph. Um, and I think um, if you look at, uh, we we're trying to create like a kind of like a content graph. Um, uh, although like some people don't agree with that. Uh, but I think, so the way we look at it is like, Almost like TikTok. Uh, if you look at TikTok, you're not necessarily following the particular people. You're really just going there for the for you feed, right? Uh, what if what if we could do something like that for audio? Um, although, like audio is a completely different medium. You can't just like copy paste whatever they've done. Uh, but if you could organize uh, basically all these all the content we have on on a graph, where 
you're linking each other, each of the content based on uh, the people in the in the content, the the, the topics that they speak, uh, and other other things that we that could eventually show up. Um, I think that's that's kind of how we're. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What do you mean by content graph? Um, like, yeah, I'm very, I'm very interested in this stuff because I, yeah. I think about it for my own podcast. So like, what's a content graph in your, in your, yeah, yeah. In, in this um, I mean, I, yeah, that's cool. Um, so I think, I think a graph is basically, uh, you know, you have edges and nodes and then each, uh, each node is connected to a different node based on a common like characteristic. Right. So if you look at uh, different con, so if you look at, um, for example, like, I think a good example would be something like a song, right? Um, uh, there can be a song, I don't know, like, I don't know who, uh, trying to come up with an artist. So maybe there can be a song that is under different kinds of playlists. So one playlist can be, uh, so I'm listening to a Flume's, Flume's um, I, forgot, I forgot the name. Let's say I'm listening to like a song from Flume. And then that song can be under, um, uh, under like chill, or, or under party or under like different playlists, right? Um, so it's kind of like connected to other songs because of this common characteristic. Um, so the other way to look at, so for, for podcast snippets uh, or for podcast clips, uh, the way I would look at it is um, different clips can be organized uh, or connected to other clips based on a common characteristic, which is, um, so like if I have 10, 10 different uh, perspectives from different founders on how to raise fund, fund fundraising, right? So they can all be connected to, together uh, rather than be a, a separate uh, episode on its own. Does that make sense? I don't know. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And are you saying that, um, and if, if we're going to a level that you're, you're not, you don't want to disclose because I know you're still in beta, let me know. But yeah. is, is, are you saying like that's what you're building? You're building the ability for podcasters to do that? Uh, I mean, so the way we're looking at it is it has to happen naturally. So all you, all you're yeah. doing is creating content. Um, and then the, the product basically kind of like organizes everything for you, um, and just improves, uh, discovery. Yeah. Interesting. So that's so interesting. I, I want to, I just want to keep camping around this cause I'm trying to just wrap yeah. my head around it cause you're kind of building in the future. I mean, the best founders build for the future, right? They don't build for today. They build for tomorrow. And right. th this is, this is the future of podcasting. There's more than enough podcasts, like forward thinking founders does not need to exist because there are podcasts where people are interviewing other founders. But when you dive in, you realize, wait a second, it yeah. does need to exist. It's just, it's differentiated in these ways. But when you got a trillion business podcasts, you can't really right. separate them. Right. So this discovery thing is important. Um, so I think my, one of my last questions on this specific product is, yeah, is the way that you create this graph is the podcasters don't do it. As you mentioned, they just create the content and then it, does the list, do the listeners create the graph or does the app list transcribe and create the graph for us? Uh, I'm just, this yeah. is honestly music to my ears. I just, I'm so interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, music. That's cool. Uh, so I think, I mean, the way you, sh you should look at it is, I mean, it's the same thing as uh, how a graph is created on Instagram, right? Uh, or a graph is automatically created on any of the social network uh, networking products right now. Um, you just, you just create the content and then you add like different tags to it. Um, and it'll just get associated, um, into different like categories. The other, one of the other things that I'm we're actually exploring is, um, playlists, which I don't know. I don't know if we're going to actually implement it because, uh, playlists would work really well for songs. I don't know if it works well for podcast clips, but 
if I could organize um, different clips under uh, play, uh, different playlists, right? Uh, what would happen is on the fly, people are creating their own podcast, a new podcast episode uh, without having to do all the interview stuff. They just have to curate uh, different clips under different categories. Um, so what this enables is um, you have like this 1% of the people creating original content and then you have like a larger set of people who are uh, like taking that content and reshaping it and creating like another uh, entity that can be consumed, uh, which, which is pretty cool. I think it kind of, I think, I don't know if, I don't know if you use Tumblr. I, I never use Tumblr, but what, oh, yeah. what I was heard, a big fan of Tumblr. Right. Mine was a, mine was a what a winner.tumblr.com. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, but I think, I think one of the cool things that everybody likes about Tumblr was how you could like curate content. You could curate other people's content on your blog. Right. Uh, that, I, that's kind of how I'm looking. That's how we're looking at this, where you're, you're like create curating content, uh, rather than creating your own content. Um, but I don't know if that answers your question. Scott. No, it's all good. It's, um, yeah, it's all good. I have a, another question stemming a bit away from the product, but more about your strategy. So right now, if, 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 if I or a listener went to your website, they would see there's, it's, it's because you're in beta. It's just, this like, yeah, for this picture, I'm interested why, um, and, and you're in beta. So is this, I guess, why do you make that? I don't know if you call it like a product decision, but like, why do you have a blank screen there? Is it like invite only or what was the kind of the strategy? Of yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think uh, one of them, when you're building a consumer product, uh, you kind of have just one chance of making a good first impression. Uh, a lot of people say like, oh, you should, you should ship fast and like fail and then iterate. But, uh, but I'm, I'm, of the, I'm of the camp that, hey, you, you have to like take your time, make a really good first impression because the first, set of people who see your product for the first time are the ones who are going to be like spreading it uh, for you. So I, so we're just, we're just like, Hey, let's not think about how we're going to present ourselves at this stage. Let's just focus on the product, build something we want to, we want to build and then think about uh, how people see it. Um, so, so we're just like, uh, yeah, we don't even think about it. We're just like, let's, let's, let's keep it super. Uh, let's, let's keep it. Let's, let's like keep it super secretive. Um, and then people wonder what, what, what it was. I don't know if it's well, working, but. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, I mean, I think it does work because it's not, I mean, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know. But yeah. I, I get this feeling that you're not getting, you know, thousands or tens of thousands hits hits to your website. So yeah. when someone, so two things are going to happen when someone lands on your website, they're going to see it and they're going to have no impression other than yeah. I wonder what they're working on. Like there's nothing yeah. here. I wonder. Um, and the thing is, is it, it controls who you truly let see it. Cause it's like, it, exactly. it's, it, it happens in the DMS and mm-hmm. it's similar to when you have, let's say you had on your site that this product will cost a thousand dollars, which it won't yeah. hypothetically, you could say yeah. it costs a thousand, but in reality you could, you know, be doing everything in the DMS and actually yeah. charge a hundred or $10 or nothing. Exactly. And it's yeah. this perceived value. Um, I don't know. I th- that stuff's really interesting. Honestly, like now that I'm done with the last company I was working on, I feel like yeah. I see things. So like things are so much more clear now, now that I'm not in the thick of it. It's just like, interesting. Yeah. and like, you're doing it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how is it? Um, so I guess I, I want to dive into this beta thing because I don't think I've ever had someone on the podcast who was in the middle of beta. So what is an average like day look like 
for you that you're in beta? Are you, yeah, I, I have no idea. Like what, what does your average day look like when you're working on this, this, this product? Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, so I, uh, it's mostly coding, uh, it's programming, um, designing, and then like just having like really long intellectual conversations with my co-founder. Um, and then we also have family. Um, so he's in charge of really like giving it out to people and testing it to people. Uh, so we also have like, we don't have a lot of people. We just have uh, a few beta testers um, who we think are, are going to be the uh, like the, the super users. Uh, so we we just like giving it to them. Uh, and one of the one of the things we have is we ship a new build every single day. Uh, so we whatever whatever feedback we get, if we think it is relevant to what we're building, we just like implement it within 24 hours. Um, so like they see they see the changes. They're like, oh crap! Like this is fast. Uh, this is good. So they're like super. Uh, they're more involved with with the development process, that, so that's pretty cool. But I think, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Like just shipping a new version of the app every single day, uh, getting whatever feedback we can get, um, and then just like making decisions. And is there a point where like if you reach this moment, you're out of beta? Are you just kind of in beta until you decide you don't want to be in beta anymore? Yeah, I think I think we're we're gonna be in beta until we're like I think we have our users just like coming back to the app uh, every single day, and we have like high enough retention so that we're like okay, like now we know that this works. We next step is growing this like crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, do you know? I guess maybe like a nuanced question, but how do you know it works? Like, at what point is there a metric that you're looking for? Or is there, yeah, yeah how, how do you know it's working? Uh, retention. So we, we just want to, we just want to make sure people keep coming back to it. I think that's, that's the biggest one. And then, then they tell others about it. They're like, oh, wow, I love this app so much. I want to tell everybody I know that, you know, this, I'm using this. I'm kind of curious. Do you, like you're building it up in the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, I'm, I'm deep into it. So I feel like it's kind of blowing up. But I, and that's like my, I would say, biased view. What would you yeah. say is going on on a macro level in the podcasting world? Like, is it actually blowing up or is it just the same that it was two, two years ago? And what's the future of it? I guess I'd love to hear about what you think about the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think, I mean, I definitely think there's something interesting going on in the podcasting world. I think the biggest, biggest interesting change is uh, the number of people who are making podcasts is kind of like growing like crazy. Um, and almost, I think a good comparison to this would be the number of websites that were blowing up back in, uh, back when Google started, um, and everybody were trying to build search engines and like website discovery was a big problem. Uh, so it seems like podcast discovery is a huge, huge issue. Uh, and I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of problems on the listener side that have to be solved. Um, but more and more people are discovering podcasts so i think i think um i think the trend is growing there's more content to be listened to via via audio but i also think that um audio itself has been around for so long like you know like people used to wear earphones earphones all the time uh people listen people use ipods uh people used uh like walkman uh so it's it's also it's like a it's not a new behavior but i think the from the content side, a lot of people are doing uh, really interesting stuff, and there are a lot of problems to be solved. What would you say outside of distribution on the podcaster yeah. side? Um, yeah. Let's actually stay, stay on the listener side because you mentioned there were a few problems. What would you say are the top yeah. three of the top problems that listener that that's, that needs to be solved in order to create a frictionless experience for listeners? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest problem is basically, hey, I don't want to commit 15 minutes before I know something's good or not. Uh, so it's basically curation, being able to skip skip quickly, not waste too much time, and find the right content that you want to listen to. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty much the biggest thing right now. It makes me, it gives me an idea. Um, whether you, I mean, like, I don't know about the feasibility of this at all. And yeah. I honestly, <clears throat> excuse me, I get a, a startup idea literally every day. And that's, it's becoming yeah. it's becoming easy for me to now just be like, that's a good idea. I'm not going to work right. on it. But it's it, and, right. and that wasn't always the case. I, I used to pursue every good idea I got. And like, that doesn't work, you know. Right. Um, but uh, the startup idea, feel free to steal it if, if someone's listening and they think it's a good idea. But like, what if there is a peer review, you know, system for each podcast individually? And after right. you publish a podcast, in exchange for early access to the podcast, you yeah. give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And then the next day, the first 10 seconds is like, this podcast got 78% thumbs up. Here's the, you know, I mean, that's obviously, yeah. I feel like execution would be hard there, but is that, is that feasible? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think of that? <laughs> I, it kind of reminds me of uh, Yelp for podcasts, right? Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yelp for podcast. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Um, I, I think I think the biggest challenge here is not it's not like technically hard. I think the biggest challenge is like getting the initial people like initial people to approve the content. And I think you might find a lot of these people on Reddit. So um, a lot of, like I think there's this uh, R podcasts group where people like recommend podcasts for you like just for fun. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Could, could find an initial. It's so funny. There. I don't remember exactly who it was, but there was someone in the last two weeks who I I'd probably talked to for like 30 minutes just about reddit i like yeah i like literally don't i've never used reddit before in in, in actual useful way I've, I've played and tinkered but i've never actually used it but i met yeah. steve huffman without realizing he was the ceo of reddit <laughs> and like i didn't even i didn't even like i didn't i need i just said like what's up he's like what's up i didn't realize what was happening it, it, was, <laughs> it was the same event where i got in justin khan's snap story literally oh, i got i didn't just get a, a selfie with him i got a yeah. selfie with him in his snap anyways but um anyway where was i going with that ah reddit reddit is this uncharted territory for me not for like yeah a lot of people but for me i, I don't know much about it but i feel like yeah. i need to learn because i feel like it's uncharted for other people and i i just want to yeah. i don't know i just want to learn and potentially use it for the podcast if i can yeah, yeah, I think I think Reddit is a good place to find a lot of like niche niche communities to to get you know your your early like audience. So where do you? So you mentioned I don't know like five minutes ago that for some reason like when Google came out or when Google was yeah. IPOing everyone was making a site and I've never actually heard this this comparison before but you're saying now it feels mm -hmm. like every like the rate of people making a podcast is going up like everyone wants a podcast. What yeah. was the equivalent event to Google's IPO or the Google's creation, meaning like what happened to make people like me, like this podcast is only a year old. I just started it. Um, yeah. like why are thousands of people like me deciding to start podcasts like in 2019 or 2020? What happened? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the exact answer, but I think, I think that I, I think like the three shifts that I've seen happen is one um, AirPods, like people wearing, wearing AirPods a lot more. Uh, maybe that's increased consumption. Um, I know that cars have changed. So now they have like wireless connectivity. So uh, I, I, I'm guessing people are just like hooking, up, hooking their phones up. They don't listen to the radio anymore. They can listen to whatever they want to listen to. And a lot of people who, who are used to listening to the talk, uh, like talk radio, um, are switching to podcasts. 
Um, I actually want to cut you off there. That's a really interesting point that I actually think a lot about. So people that are listening, that we're listening to talk radio are switching to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I guess I have a few questions about this, but the first one is like, why? It's kind of the same thing. So what's, um, why are they switching? Uh, you just have more control, right? Uh, you can listen to what you want. It's a, it's kind of like listening to ra- music on radio versus listening to music on Spotify. You can listen to whatever artist you want to listen to. Um, so I think I think that's that's pretty much the main reason. Do you see podcasts potentially becoming? Okay, so I I, I use the, the term radio 2.0 sometimes, yeah. and I, th- yeah. I I do I've never heard of it before. I think I I'm not gonna say like I coined it, but like I that is yeah. just something I just like thought of. Like right. the next next talk show radio radio 2.0. Mm-hmm. Do you like? I guess I usually ask this question a little little later in the podcast, but I'm interested to get your thoughts. Like, what? How are we gonna be? How are we gonna be interacting with podcasts and just radio yeah. in a decade? Yeah. In in, in, in five years or, or like let's yeah. say it's three to five years. That decade might be a right. little hard. Three to five mm-hmm. years. You know how how do we interact with this stuff and what happened to radio and what is the what does radio look like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for radio two point uh, for that, I think YouTube is already radio two point But we can go on that. We can go into that discussion later. Uh, but I think what is happening, what's going to happen in 10 years? Um, well, this is my uh, like point of view of the future. I think Mark Andreessen agrees with this too, uh, which is basically uh, audio is actually going to be a predominant way of interacting with your devices. And then visual vision is going to be uh, supplementary to it um, to support it. And, and audio is going to be the main way people are going to get their information uh, from uh, from from their computers and 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 it has to make sense because um, like before before uh, like writing and and uh, writing was invented, uh, people mainly got most of their information from their ears uh, from audio. Um, so like it's it just it it has, it's it's it feels a lot more natural to like consume information via your uh, ears than um, read it. Uh, so I think, I think that's, I think that's how, that's how the world's going to go. So like, instead of you checking your Twitter every day, you're probably going to be listening to it. Uh, but it's not going to be the same way. I don't think it's going to be, it's, I think it's going to be different in terms of how the formatting is done. Uh, I don't know how that's going to look. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I see it. I think I agree with you. Um, I mean, I do agree with you, but I've heard, a, I don't remember what VC it was, but there was a VC I was listening to on a podcast that was saying, I think it was Keith Raboy. He was like very, yeah. I like Keith a lot because he's a lot of, I guess, he, as he would say, like contrarian opinions, like things that like most people don't agree with, but are probably right. And yeah. what he, he thinks, if it was him, it might be someone else. But anyways, like that, that you don't listen to podcasts idly at least at least most people don't yeah um what i mean by that is you're not going to sit down i feel like most people won't like sit down at a table and right. listen to a podcast and like that's it i feel yeah. like podcasts are are synonymous with like doing something else that is mindless yeah. that you can listen with at least for me do you th- is that one do you agree with that and and yeah. whether you do or do not like is that potentially a barrier to growth or is that just like is that the Eureka moment? Like, yeah, exactly. Like you can do it with everything else. Like kind of, how do you feel about that criticism of podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of criticism around that. Um, I think some people have the opinion that you need 
uh, you want to ha- the, the the thing about songs is they play in the background, so you can you can do anything when playing song in the background. And then, but with podcasts, you kind of have it takes more attention. Uh, and and then there's this other group of people who say, hey, you can listen to podcasts when you're uh, you're, you're when you're doing other things. Uh, actually, in, I'm in the second group because I listen to podcasts when I'm coding, which is which is insane. But um, so I think I think you have like I think Connie Chan says this. Uh, she she's basically uh, you have like all this extra time when people are doing something and that isn't being utilized by uh, Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, and I think the the other the other problem with like existing ways people spend their time, which is like say like you're walking down the street, you open up Twitter and you look at it and then you put it back in your pocket and you keep walking. Uh, so like it's really disruptive. Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool if you didn't do that and you just got the same information uh, when you're just walking. <laughs> Yeah. So I think I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that people listen to this stuff when they're not when they're doing something else. Because I feel like you just like when you're looking at Twitter, you're not like you're pretty much not doing anything else unless you're walking yeah. idly. But yeah. I think the power of the podcast is that yeah, you you can't do it when you're just sitting doing nothing. But like to be honest, like how often do we all get the chance to just like sit and do nothing? We're always driving, doing dishes, cooking, community. Yeah. Like, you know, we're always. We're always kind of doing something. Doing we, something. And if yeah. we're doing something, then we can put that AirPod in our ear and listen to some Joe Rogan or Forward Thinking Founders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so outside of – well, actually, sorry. Last question on the audio front that I want to bounce away from yeah. that. Any other just general predictions, thoughts in the audio podcasting space that you think we haven't covered? Just things that you feel strong, strongly about that, um, that you think might happen over the next couple of years? Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I don't know, I don't know how much, uh, I, I, I think the, the whole concept of RSS and like the way things are done is super outdated. Uh, but but the, thing, the thing about RSS is it's very open. So like if I was building a podcast app, I can get any, all the stuff that, that, that has been created, like create a new experience. Um, so, but if it's moving away from RSS, if it's like a third part, it's like a, it's like a you know, like, a, like Facebook where all the content is owned by the company itself. Uh, it's, I don't know, I don't know how, uh, I don't know if that'll limit um, new entrepreneurs to create ex- like listening experiences, but, but the whole like concept of RSS, I think it's going to be replaced by something else. What makes it, um, what, it, it feels outdated, but I couldn't explain how it's outdated. So h- yeah. how do you think, like, like what, what, what's outdated about yeah. it uh, for you? Yeah, I, I, I think the way I see it, like, I mean, if you want to make a video on, uh, on, on, if you want to post this Instagram story, right? It's so easy. You just press a button and you just upload it, right? I don't think it's the same with podcasting, right? You have to like do a lot of stuff before publishing something. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, well, it's it's not frictionless at all. It's definitely yeah, yeah. it definitely is takes ten to to twenty minutes per publish, which is way That's longer insane. than that a is button. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's insane. So that has to go away. And I think, I also think in terms of, uh, on the editing front, um, definitely have a lot of tools have to show up where, uh, it's going to be way more frictionless. What do you mean on the editing front? In re- is that in relation to RSS fees or is that its own, its own bucket? Uh, it's, it's an, it's own bucket. So I think, I think when you go, when you're, I think a lot of people like, uh, I think they use things like Descript or Logic or whatever, all, all these audio editing tools. Uh, why use them? Why can't you just like 
create a tool where you just like record it on the fly and it just goes 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 onto the cloud. I mean, that's it. It, it has to exist, so it's gonna it's probably gonna exist. Yeah. So you're kind of talking about. So I feel like you're not saying RSS feeds are outdated. It kind of sounds like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of sounds like you're saying that access to get your stuff on an RSS feed is outdated. Um, and like, like kind of high friction. Um, I, I don't know. I, I want to stay on this RSS feed stuff because, like, I did, like it is. It's been around for fifteen. Like, I, mean, yeah. I don't know how long they've been around, but they've been around. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, if you let's say you exited this company, someone hypothetically was like, "This is brilliant. I'm gonna buy it for a billion bucks." As long as you use that billion bucks to build the next company, <laughs> um, uh, AKA meaning like you're you're doing another company. What? Right. And it, it would ha- if it was around RSS feeds, like what would you do? Like it's such an un. No one's building this stuff except for one person, which we can talk about in a second. But there's yeah. one person innovating on the RSS feed. But before I yeah. mention him, like what would you what, what would you do unless if you you would do what you just mentioned? Yeah, I mean I I mean I obviously haven't like. I don't know how the the tech works, uh, but I I think I would start by just building a good interface. If 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 we're keeping the RSS feeds around, um, if we're not doing what um, somebody say like somebody like YouTube, right? YouTube has its own like cloud storage. You upload a video, it's in YouTube's uh, data center, um, and um, I don't know, like they control it. Um, so I I think I would just I would either do that and like bypass the whole RSS stuff. Um, or I would just build a really cool interface where it's just easier to upload your audio and you don't have to waste a lot of time doing whatever you do right now. I feel like you're the YouTube for podcasts, like like something like that yeah. would do well because they're able to, just like YouTube, they make recommendations yeah. of, pod, uh, of videos. I feel like that's kind of, I mean, would you say like, you're, are you kind of building that like in a way, like a YouTube? Or I started in the early stages of building that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think I think for me the biggest competitor is YouTube because YouTube is literally the YouTube for podcasts <laughs> because all the podcasters put their videos there for distribution, and a lot of people listen to podcasts on YouTube. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun space. Uh, what I was going to mention is I met this guy on the internet. He's building a company called Wait Who Is. And okay. uh, it's it's honestly brilliant. He has like I don't know twenty people that we've all heard of, like Mark Andreessen, Gary Vee, you know, just people that are just well, well, well known. And you click on one of them, and it has every podcast they've ever done, every nice. blog post they've ever written, nice. every yeah. um, tweet they've ever tweeted, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And you can subscribe to the person. Right. So whenever they tweet or do a podcast or write a post, you're not, and like that, man. That's, that's, that's cool. dope. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we talked on the phone for like an hour. This guy is just very smart. Very smart. Anyways, I do think that there's innovation to be had on the RSS because RSS feed is pretty much distribution. If distribution is a problem, means RSS is a problem, right? Like it's like not, it's not perfect. Yeah. Cool. So outside of, uh, that was actually a really great thing to bring up RSS feeds. I want to ask the same question I asked to see if there's any more like, before we before we change topics, is there anything else cool. in the audio world or the podcast world that you think is interesting to uncover before we before we move on to just uh, other general stuff? I would I would like to see uh, location based audio. So like if I go to I, I think um, this there was this company called Detour that pivoted to Descript. Um, they're building uh, I don't know, I think they're building like guided tours via audio. 
Um, I would love to see something like that, where if I go to a certain, uh, go to a certain place, I, I can get like all the, inf I can consume information about the place or related. Um, maybe, maybe we can build that in at some point if things go well. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Is that, would you say that's similar to, I just lost the name. There is a company, Highlight. Have you heard of Highlight? Um, no. So Highlight is long dead. They, 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 they launched at South by Southwest in 2015, okay. maybe 2014, a little while ago. But they were hot as hell for a second. What Highlight did is it enabled a real-time, something along the lines of like, hey, like you're walking down the street and I see you. I see we have mutual friends. And, and yeah. in real time, it notifies both of you. Like, say, what's up? It didn't work out for various reasons. But it kind of, what you're seeing it's not that, but I feel like it's the same realm of it's using more like technology. Snap maps. It's more like Snap Maps, right? Mm, uh, Snapchat, yeah. yeah, for for audio, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Do you do you think that uh, Alexa and Google Home and Apple Dot or whatever all the names are? I feel like I just like <laughs> it's all the same to me. But do you yeah. think? I kind of have a theory that they're not gonna be as big as these companies want them to be, just because yeah. I have an Alexa and it's yeah. fine. I use it yeah. rarely. What, right. what do you do? You think that they're going to be as embedded in our life as as these companies want want them to be, or, or maybe they're not? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard to predict, but um, I I definitely think they're not. I th I think a lot of the stuff we do on our phones are is very visual based. So I think if we move away from visual based to like more audio, like if you're consuming more content via audio. Um, then actually they, they could come into play. I think they could be more useful. Uh, maybe we're just not used to talking to our, to our phones. All right. Actually, that, give, that brings up a totally different realm that is going way left field. I'm bringing it up. So awesome. a, a week ago, a week, a week and a day ago, I got shipped something. What okay. I got shipped was, I'm actually going to break it out. I got shipped an Oculus Quest. Nice. Nice. So, what do you think? So something, do you see audio and VR like, me, like meshing once VR kind of like gets there? Like this is totally left field. I don't know if you like think about right. this at all, but like right, right. I I've just started to think about it since I've been playing with this thing. Um, yeah. Listening, I'm, I'm holding the Oculus so you, so you know, but like if, if you're building a media company, which you're not, but like you slightly, you're building a tool for a media company. Like how, how, how would, how should someone capitalize on VR once the price drops to a point where it gets, you know, massively adopted? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this is linked to audio. Cause I, I would say like VR is basically your, your, you're kind of like going to a different world. Right. Um, I would, I think for the way I see audio is it's more, it, it more augments your existing, existing world so i think audio would for me at least the way i see it is it it, it either exists or uh it, it kind of like uh makes your existing world better by um like acting as an overlay uh, or giving you like a way to control control what's happening around you by changing changing audio um i don't know i don't know maybe maybe i wonder what the vr version of audio would be like um well, something I'm kind of interested in, and it's, I, I'll be totally frank, this idea popped in my head like a day ago. So I've, I've yeah. like, that, this is not something I've been pondering for, forever or for even a long time. But 
what I think would be interesting is let's say we get to a point where the, so that was 400 bucks, way cheaper than Oculus Rift, but still yeah. a, a little, I mean, it's very exciting that they got it that low of a price. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think it needs to get a little lower um, in yeah. order for it to get adopted. But let's say five years from now, we're at a point where it's, yeah. it's adopted, you know, hundreds yeah. of millions of people have them. What I think would be interesting is what if, you know, I sh- if for this conversation, let's say we did this conversation in 10 years, I shipped you an Oculus Quest. Yeah. I was worried an Oculus Quest. Yeah. And we had this conversation yeah. in like a virtual room. That we, you know, that yep. People <laughs> could, with their Oculus Quest, could also join that virtual room for either, you have to be like a subscriber, you know, you gotta be something, but you can yeah. be in the room. And you could like, I don't know, like that. that is... The, Right now, the only use case I can think of, uh, of I'm, I'm sure many, of implementing VR and yeah. like, podcasting. But I do think that that, like, I actually, I feel like that could be potentially, we'll see how history plays itself. But yeah, the fact that I have a quest so early, I feel like right. I might want to build in that direction because I think that could be pretty incredible. Um, and if being the yeah. first mover would be interesting. Yeah, I think I think what VR does really well, I think what audio does really well too, is uh, it kind of like simulates presence, right? Um, with audio, like you, if you're not, if I'm not looking at you right now, if I'm just listening to you, it almost feels like you're in the room with me. Um, I think VR kind of adds that visual layer to it and actually makes you be in the room with the, with the other person. Um, I think that's fascinating. I wonder. So I'm like totally. I feel like some podcasts. I feel like half the podcasts I do. We like have a normal conversation and then like I just get a thought and then we just like I just like <laughs> have that like literally like five episodes ago I, I just that day was interested in like credentials and yeah. I just talked to this I thought I, I talked to I think his name yeah Pranay it was Pranay we just jammed yeah. on it, credentials for like 30 minutes and this guy is this is not his business but he freaking <laughs> but he killed it like he, he crushed it in the conversation it, it was great yeah. I feel like the next 10 conversations I have, I'm just going to have them all about VR. We'll see how people, <laughs> how people yeah, see that. hold it. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I guess, I mean, it's, it's already 3.52. So I, I guess we should yeah. wrap up. Time time flew um, just because yeah. it's, I mean, you're talking about in my world, it, it's like the future, like audio. I feel like whatever startup I do or forget startup, yeah. like it, it might even be just a small bit, you know, who knows. But whatever I do next is probably going to be in the podcasting audio space. So I could talk about this for days. Um, awesome. Yeah. So going back to uh, to your company, what would you say your vision is for it? You know, ten years from now. You know, we talked about ten. Uh, to what's what is the industry look like in ten years? But what is uh, right. what does Phonogram look like in ten years? Right. Um, I think Phonogram in ten years, uh, we would have built our own uh, uh, hardware device where people we're, we're probably going to be competing with AirPods. Uh, we have where uh, we will be. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be, I think I think it's gonna be like a place where people go consume audio uh, instead of going to Spotify or YouTube um, and then eventually a, a standalone um, place where uh, like a device where they can consume uh, phonograms content um, yeah I don't know that'd be pretty cool damn I feel and I feel like by that point it I mean what do I know about hardware? Nothing. But, but I feel like by that point it will be what we'll, we'll get to the point where like developing hardware is hopefully like a little easier and like competing with, with like sure. an AirPods is yeah. not, you know, ridiculous. Like it might yeah. seem right now. Cause like it's such a great yeah. product, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like hardly hardware is going to get to a point where it's going to be as easy as software in 10 years. Hopefully like, again, hopefully. I don't know this hopefully. stuff, but <laughs> yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I got one. I, got, well, I guess two more questions for you. Um, just because whenever I ask this question, the last two times you brought up great things, so I want to ask it one more time. Is there anything else that we you feel like we haven't uncovered in the audio podcasting AirPod space? Like, is there anything that you just want to talk about before we, we call it a day? Uh, I think we should be good. I mean, pretty sure there are like a million things, but I think I there think it's a good good starting yeah. point. <laughs> I think yeah. so too. Yeah, 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 I think so too. Well, I guess okay, two true last questions for you. One, so you're in beta right now. Um yep. it, are you if someone wanted to they heard this and they were just very compelled by what you're doing, are you yeah. open to like strangers trying it? Or if they I guess what's your stance on getting people you don't already know on the platform? Yeah, are you I doing mean, that just, or yeah. Absolutely. So if you're really if you're really interested, just just DM me on Twitter. Uh, and then we can we can chat. I'll ask you a few questions, and then I'll, I'll send you the link. Cool. And if you don't, we can either put this in the we can put this in the show notes, or you can mention yeah. it here or both. Like, what is your? Uh, do you mind sharing what your Twitter is or any way to like, yeah. get, get in touch with you? It's it's vd v i d y underscore underscore underscore. All right, that triple underscore. Let's go. All right, and my last question for you. I, yeah, I yeah. actually I I have that underscore life too. I uh, I got Matt <laughs> underscore Sherman. Um, I mean, so who would, who do you think would have Matt Sherman with one T before, you know, it's just so, come on. And like, also there's a guy that just has Matt, M-A-T and that's, I mean, that's a great, if I would have gotten Yo. that handle, whoo, yeah. but no, it's a BuzzFeed writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See first it's, I think they call it the first name club. I think Austin Allred, when, yeah. when he was on, he told me it's like, I think he called it the first name club. Like Jason Calacana says, Jason, <laughs> Austin Jason, is Austin, yeah. you know, I'm not yeah. cool enough. Yeah. Should have been bought earlier. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) Well, last question for you is you obviously were very early in your company because you're still in beta and you have have a a big vision ahead of you. And I'm sure you can use some help wherever you can get it. So my last question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help you? Got people listening, you know, that are able to help. So how can they help? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just, just, uh, I think. I think just like sign up for the beta and like tell me, tell me if it sucks or if it's good or give me some good feedback. And then um, I think that'd be super helpful. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Super insightful conversation. I think the only conversation I've had where we didn't really deviate topics the whole time is literally audio the whole time. That was great. So <laughs> Amazing. Thanks. thanks for coming on. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you.